0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis
1: on the Air. Actually, uh, one of my teammates' husbands uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I want to get my wife, you know, some cleats for Mother's Day. But I googled women's football cleats, and that doesn't exist. And I was like, yep, unfortunately... Yeah, all the pads are all boys, men's. Yeah, sizes. And stuff. Um, now, getting hit sometimes. I know uh, if I see a big linebacker, a lineman coming. I mean, I just it's it is what it is. So, uh, but I prepare myself, lower my shoulder, and then
0: that's how I protect myself. So, and that's gotta hurt though. Sometimes. I'm Sarah Funsky. When the Rams left St. Louis in 2016, the city was without an NFL team, but it was not without a football team. The St. Louis Slam won national championships in 2016, 2017, and 2019. Then came COVID 19, and two seasons were canceled. But this weekend, the St. Louis Slam returns to its home field at St. Mary's High School for the first time in two years, and it faces its biggest competition yet. Now, have you not heard of the Slam? Well, if that's the case, maybe you need to pay more attention to women's sports. The team is part of the Women's Football Alliance. And joining us now with more is St. Louis Slam running back, Taylor Hay. Taylor, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So the home opener, after two years of just not having a season, this seems like a pretty big deal. Do you feel ready for tomorrow? Um,
1: Super ready and anxious and excited. I think all of the feels. and I think with uh, how small our team is, but also the amount of rookies, it makes it even more exciting to kind of, they get to play in front of their families and their friends.
0: So you have 14 of your 25 players are rookies. That sounds terrifying. I mean, football is pretty complicated here.
1: Yes, it is very complicated. And um, fortunately for them and for us, we have, we have a great coaching staff. Um, so I feel prepared. Um, and a lot of them have had to put a lot of weight on their shoulders, but they've done it pretty grace- gracefully. So. And you've
0: been doing this a while now. How many years have you been on the Slam? Uh, this is my 13th year. 13th year. Yeah. Okay, so you started young. Yes, I started
1: at 22, right out of college. So,
0: What got you interested in, okay, we're going to play football, and we should clarify here this is not flag football. No. You guys are like full on tackling each yes, other. Yes, yes. Um, so I uh, went to Edwardsville High School
1: um, and a coach there, he coached and um, I played soccer. And he's like, well, when you're done with college soccer, you should check it out. And I watched a game and I was like, nope, not for me. Um, even though I am a pretty aggressive like athlete, I was like, no. Um, and then when I graduated college, I played on a semi-pro soccer team that folded for the year. Mm. And so I, I messaged him and I was like, I can be a kicker. You know, so I went to the first, First game, um, and then obviously it's a transition transition from soccer to football with all that equipment. So I said, "Oh, I am not going to stand on the sideline with all of these items on and sweat and not do something fun like hit somebody." You know, so <laughs> I say, "Can I can I learn another position?" And he's like, "Well, I c- I can teach you running back," and so that's kind of how I got where I got. So
0: you had to learn how to hit people. Yep what's the key? (laughs) Yeah. And also I should clarify here. I think it's important for people to have the visual I now have. You are not somebody who looks like an NFL player. No. You are significantly smaller than I am. Yes. (laughs) And I'm not a huge person. How tall are you? Uh, 4'10". 4'10". Okay. So how do you go about learning how to hit somebody full on and not just get tossed across the field? Um, So usually
1: I still get. Toss sometimes, but it's more about um you know your form and technique. um, so if I'm playing defense and I hit somebody, um I know that I'm not gonna hit somebody you know that's five ten in their chest. I'm gonna try to tackle them at their knees or below um and then also, um we have pads and helmet that we spend a lot of money on that protect us so uh it seems scary at first but i think once you use them and it doesn't hurt you're like okay um now getting hit sometimes i know uh, if i see a big linebacker alignment coming i mean i just it's it is what it is so uh, but i prepare myself lower my shoulder and then that's how i protect myself so
0: and that's gotta hurt though. Sometimes. Yeah. Usually Sundays,
1: usually Mondays are the worst. The, d- um, the day, two th- days th- yeah, after. Two days the game. after um, you realize it. But uh, during the game, the adrenaline takes care of all that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so have you ever been seriously injured?
1: Uh, not playing football. Um, okay. I've, I've had uh, six knee surgeries. For ACLs, all soccer. Okay, yep. soccer so, can do that. I know, but yep. the
0: tackling that doesn't yep. mess no. you up. Our
1: coaches uh, prepare our bodies. The first like month and a half is all plyos, um, ab circuits, everything to prepare our body to get hit and to hit. Um, so I know a lot of teams in our league uh, just we're not paid. The coaching staffs, you know, they're not paid, so they don't necessarily prepare them, and then they put on these pads and helmets week one, week two. And then you have a lot of injuries. so Yeah, but that's not the case oh, for the not slam. at all. Not at all. What yeah.
0: makes you guys so unique that you have just this support behind you and you're getting that kind of good training? Um, our coach, uh, Coach Quincy
1: Davis, he's been around with the Slam uh, for at least, probably about at least 15 years. Hmm. Um, and they, they actually won a championship under him in 2009 as well. I, I wasn't playing then, but um, – and uh, he coaches at Ladue High School as well. And so – A lot of football knowledge. Uh, He's a football guru. But he's huge on preparing us, uh, not only physically, uh, but mentally, you know. So uh, he... Is very direct. He plays little games, and he makes sure you know we uh, know what to expect. So,
0: and so for the people who are coming in, you know, there's obviously no great pipeline for women's football. <laughs> it's just like you don't grow up as a little girl dreaming yep. of, for the most part. But, yeah. Um, so, do the players have backgrounds like you? They come in from other sports.
1: Yes. Uh, usually soccer, basketball. Um, we have some track, um, and then uh, how we recruit is um, you know social media. Nowadays. So we created a TikTok, you know, we got a girl from just came out of college, played basketball, you know, getting her master's at Lindenwood, and she found us on TikTok. So um, we have to be creative as players um, to do that and as as an organization. Um, that's pretty much how we recruit. And you know, I was just telling a gentleman when I was waiting, I was telling him how usually if I go to up to a larger woman, you know, that I want to be a lineman, I have to say, or line woman, I say, Hey, you know, did you play a sport before? Yeah. You know, so that way I don't lead with, Hey, would you like to play football? And I'm asking asking you because I want to run behind you. Yeah. <laughs> um so I say it that way and some of them are like no and some say yes and if they say yes I'm like oh do you want to play football and they're like sure like they get
0: confused you know. So you just see somebody who looks like kind of the right size and the right athleticism and you're going to you're going to yeah. go make that conversation happen. Well if they don't see us you know on social media or
1: don't hear us on the radio whatever yeah. you have to you know cuz a lot of times it is that they just don't pay attention to those things you know. Yeah. Um and so yeah that's how I find, that's how I recruit anyway.
0: So you mentioned these pads. Are these the same pads that are used by male players? I can't imagine there's a huge market for, I'm going to make pads for female football teams. Yeah, there's not. Actually,
1: uh, one of my teammates' husbands uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I want to get my wife you know, some cleats for Mother's Day, uh, some new ones. And he's like, but I Googled women's football cleats, and that doesn't exist. And I was like, yep, unfortunately. I mean, to be honest, they just started making women's soccer cleats, maybe when I was in college, like a style. So- it's it's coming. It's yeah. not here now. But yes, like the pants, nothing fits right. You know, um, they just started making pads that actually cover like the breast area. That's for protection. nice. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, so uh, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. So yeah, all the pads are all boys, men's. Yeah sizes and stuff
0: and you're doing this did i hear you right you don't get paid
1: no we actually each fundraise close to nine hundred dollars a piece to play um and that i mean it's it costs close to 30 grand a year to run a season field referees buses to travel yep we do that All on our own. what keeps you doing this? I
0: mean, for more than a decade. I know, right?
1: Uh, The camaraderie. um, And I think uh, it's being talked about now more than ever. uh, Being an athlete your whole life, you only identify as that. And it is hard to not identify as that. So uh, for me, um, it sounds a little toxic, but it's not. I mean, like, I enjoy it. The the sisterhood, uh, especially. um, And then I don't really like working out. So... Doing a competitive sport allows me to stay in shape. Um, so I think it's that piece of it that, you know, our whole lives are athletes. And then we, yeah. that's pretty much what we all are. Um, and we still want that that piece of it.
0: Was that hard during the pandemic when you couldn't be there as a team, you know, running into each other, you spit flying? <laughs> well, yes, because in 2020, we had practice all the way January,
1: February and March. So it was like basically right we were before we'd start season. Um, and then last year... Um, field availability is always hard um, and scarce, and with COVID made it worse. So a few of us did go to Kansas City and play, and they play in a different league, um, but we did that, but obviously traveling, and nothing is as good as, as home, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, we were, they were gracious enough to allow us to join their family for a short period of time,
0: but we are happy to to be back home. You are back home, yes. and this is actually, I've been kind of burying the lead here, this is an important season for the Slam. You guys are being elevated to the pro division. what What is this? Yeah, so they're divided into like,
1: kind of like a D1, D2, D3. Um, and we've always been in the quote-unquote D2 uh, because of numbers. So that hasn't changed, right? Our numbers are the same, but um, some teams left to the other league and kind of divided. So we naturally get put into the pro league that only really changes things for the playoffs and then the, obviously the championship. Before that, or you know, during regular season, we just play teams that are geographically close. Okay. So that's all that matters. Um, like this week and the team we're playing I think is in the D3 division. Doesn't change anything on game plan wise. Like they're still a very good team. They still work hard. They're just smaller. Like us,
0: you know. Yeah. So... Um, but, yeah, so we're, we're in the pro division And by now. smaller, you don't mean they're smaller-sized people. You mean nope, there's fewer just people numbers, on the team. Yep. So this could be harder to win a championship, though, yes. uh, being in this pro league. You guys are used to winning. Yes. Do you think you can take this uh, this division the same way that you've been able to take your past divisions?
1: Um, yes, because I think we have the same mindset. Um, so um, the team that makes the least amount of mistakes wins the game. Um, so we just have to be sound with that. I mean, now we will see Boston, which they won last Last year and they have plenty of championships under the belt a uh, very good team coached well disciplined um and they have numbers but um they work hard and it will be our first time seeing them since i've been playing so that's so. exciting it's like, so exciting and they're coming to st louis um and they have so much support from like the patriots like robert Kraft, like flew them out like it's so cool wow. So, and they're just a good organization so we're excited and so, so
0: thinking about the Patriots giving mm-hmm. them that support and I think about you know there's a lot of football fans who are still mad about the Rams leaving yes. you guys have been here you guys have been winning championships are you frustrated that you're not better known at this point
1: yes and no I mean it's just I mean the frustration um, on on the level of being a woman in, in a country that like loves male sports it is what it is so uh, I think participating in the day by day pieces of it so that, you know, I have a daughter who's four and I hope that she gets to, you know, play professionally and gets paid, you know. Um, so I hope that's what we are, the pioneers for that, because um, we have pioneers before us that yeah. line their own fields, you know, had to crank the lights. Like they get, they tell us, like, it sounds like a joke, but it was real,
0: you know. So we've come a long way, but we have so much more work to do, so... Well, I want to encourage people. This home opener, this is happening this Saturday. That's tomorrow, April 30th, uh, St. Mary's High School. That's yes. your home field. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. Uh, ticket information is at stlslamfootball.com. This is probably a, a much more affordable alternative to the NFL as well. Yes. Yeah. Tickets, I think, are about $13, so you can get them at the
1: gate. Um, if you have a, play, a favorite player, you can say their name, and that, that money actually goes to their fundraising, so that's kind of cool. Um, and the weather is holding off, so no one be scared of the rain, so
0: we're excited. So this is something to get excited about. Taylor Hay, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Doerr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio.